0: episode of The Breaking Point. I'm your host, Nalme Nachyar. And today with me on the show is another guest who is a friend of mine. She and I were classmates together. Uh, She's a communication researcher. And currently, she is a PhD scholar in the University of Hyderabad. And she has also worked in the development sector. So please welcome Himabindu Chintakunta. Hi. Hello, everybody. Hi, Nalme. Hi. Thank you for coming on the show. It's so nice to have you here. And talk to Thank, us, you. Thank you for calling. <laughs> talk to us about uh, your idea of food and breakfast, especially. Um, so Bindu, you are a research scholar. You're doing your PhD now. So just briefly tell us what are you working on currently? Yeah, uh, so I'm doing my PhD at the University of Hyderabad. And broadly, my PhD uh, is on print culture in princely state of Hyderabad where I'm uh, looking into archives in relation to vernacular politics. I'm looking at this um, newspaper that was published in the early 20th century, Mm. uh, which was Mm -hmm. called Golconda Patrika, to understand vernacular politics during that period. Broadly, cultural Mm -hmm. history. Okay, so does it also involve food? I wish, I wish, (laughs) but uh, no, as of now, no. Maybe I would take it up uh, later on mm hmm. so you are like in your uh, last year of uh, almost done with phd oh, that hard sounds hard that, labor that, of doing <laughs> yeah um i don't know it i think un- until i like wrap everything up and finally see the printed copy with my uh-huh. name on it it's mm-hmm. difficult to tell whether i'm at the end of it or not <laughs> yeah Yeah. Good luck with that. Finish it soon. Thank you. you. So diving right into the show. um, This is a show where we talk about breakfast. But before that, I always ask uh, my guests What is your relationship with food? How do you approach food or look at it? Right. Tell me about yourself. Yeah. uh, For me, uh, I think it's difficult to tell what kind of relationship I have with food because uh, at different times it, it kind of changes. I'm not really sure how to. No, that's also, yeah, I asked that because um, mm-hmm. I know you have been away from home for quite a while in the sense that uh, you've lived the hostel life um, mm-hmm. for the most part of your adult life. Has that engagement with having to live alone and eat whatever is served to you, how has, mm-hmm. how has your experience been with hostel food? So uh, I've been out of, I think I've moved out of my house uh, and I've been living out, living in hostels uh, since when I was about 17, 18. Mm. Uh, from graduation, I've been living in hostels, surviving on hostel food. And anything outside of, anything outside of that hostel food is to be, should be actually called a uh, luxury huh. to have had, yeah. To be able to uh, just go go out with friends to have a biryani is like a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Specifically breakfast. You know, what are the kinds of things you've had to deal with when it comes to breakfast? Like again hostel food so uh, you'll have to survive on what is available and one of these very and but hostel has also given me a lot of fond memories in terms of how you how i have explored food by myself so when uh, when i was in iflu uh, for my uh, bachelors so there used to be this uh, small place called manikeshwar nagar next to iflu and uh, there used to be this uh, person who used to sell uh, breakfasts from uh, 3 o'clock in the morning. Actually, he used to make this Puri, Bonda kind of things mm-hmm. and he used to mm-hmm. send breakfast for uh, uh, these uh, software professionals. Mm-hmm. So we used to go in the morning uh, early in, th- in those VRs, 3 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the night. We just, mm-hmm. all of us used to mm-hmm. gather and then walk uh, to Manikeshwar Nagar from IFLU and have breakfast there, which is very fun. Okay. So most of the uh, when, when you live in a hostel, I think most of these food exploring happens with friends. And uh, when I was in HCU, we used to, I remember you and I used to go have uh, late night options were always available at DLF, early morning options and late I know, night options. Oh, I know. And all kinds of things we've eaten. No, we've eaten from like I think cheese noodles to like parota and beef curry. Like we've explored that whole range. Yeah, yeah, Halim, Halim, Halim also. We are yeah. going to miss it. We went, we went in search of Halim. <laughs> so um, specifically, if I talk about breakfast, I was in hostel in, at two points in my life. So when I was very young, uh, when I was ten years old, I was in hostel. So my disgust for upma, I think, started there. I, I never had much um, experience with upma. My mother wouldn't make upma, so whatever upma was served was like a first time experience for me. But other people, my seniors who had already been in the residential school for a while had had their own experiences. It was not bad. But like I said, it's a cultivated disgust. Like someone else tells you, Cheat is so bad. You can't eat it. It's very hard. It breaks into pieces. And there were myths created around this. So I remember this once. I haven't even eaten that food. And I've rushed to the school building. And someone said, Hey, it's Ukman. I'm like... Ugh. I actually made that face without even having that food. But now I feel very, very bad about it because uh, uh, one thing that I learned from there was to, you know, eating whatever is available, like what's put on your plate. I think that's one reason today, even if you give me something that I don't like, I will end up eating it because there you couldn't afford to waste food. Like people will come and scold you if you waste food. But uh, the same thing when I I was in uh, HCU with you, I had the choice and the audacity to, Waste that food if I didn't like it. Although I think by then I had developed this thing where take how much ever you want and eat it and not waste food. Uh, but I think uh, my fondest memory from eating in HCU with you guys. Uh, so f- for the listeners who who don't know this, we used to have Sunday special which was alu paratha. They that still is- do. They, it's it's uh, Sunday special is still alu paratha. You should know you're still there. Yeah. So Sunday special is alu paratha. And uh, this is my favorite because there would be no aloo in that paratha. And there was only one burnt side of paratha and then some two, three pieces of aloo. And uh, that comes to mind when I think about it. What is your worst memory of eating there? Um, I've actually always liked the breakfast that was given at the university. Somehow I'm always fond of all. I never uh, skip breakfast. I always used to have breakfast and i i even like that watery chai that they give for breakfast yeah, i really really want favorite. it i really yeah. want that to start my yeah. day and i really really like uh too uh, that they give every thursday ah uh, uh, that chutney they give no Yes. Yeah. Grandma's chutney and special that they give every Thursday. Yes. But I think yeah. like. You, but in all difference, I think food was manageable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, <laughs> of course. See, that's why I said that whole aloo paratha. Like you know from the get go. After two weeks, you know that aloo paratha is no good. It is going to be the same. But every Sunday, I would go in the hope that I am going to eat that aloo paratha and come back because it's, it is the dream of having aloo paratha versus all the other things on a regular basis. But I agree that the chai was the best part. I remember uh, you, me and Becca, I think whenever we would go, we had our mugs and we would like yeah. pull it to the brim. Even if you're not eating on some days, I think we would bring back the chai, have it with whatever is in the room. And you were like our unofficial roommate also. So, yeah. I always forced myself. No, you bunked with us. It was nice. We had fun. <laughs> so, um, so from <laughs> food that very nearly may have killed us to something that you love yeah so when we started talking about when you started talking about uh, breakfast i thought i would initially talk about polyora and re- and i also uh, realized very recently a long forgotten uh, breakfast item which we rediscovered during quarantine so when i was very young uh, my mother used to work elsewhere Mm. and uh, i was living with my uh, grandmother and my father mm-hmm. so uh, so she represents that part of my childhood where i was taken care of very fondly with food so okay and we lived uh, we lived together very briefly but uh, that was very intense period i think <laughs> mm. uh, so when we were kids my grandmother used to make uh, this breakfast I uh, dish called koshin chekori what so, is so koshin chekori basically kosina ko, koyadam koi kosina means uh, to cut okay in telugu uh-huh. uh, chekori is something that is in the shape of a diamond okay mm-hmm. so koshin chekori would be uh, basically something cut in the shape of a diamond so my grandmother what she used to do is we she used to make this This is typically made out of chapati dough. Mm -hmm. So she used to um, make the chapati dough, flatten it like uh, the chapati and uh, cut it out into these diamond shaped pieces and dry it for a couple of days Mm -hmm. and then store it. And uh, that's the process of making. And then uh, you use it in a way that you make the same But it used to be made, uh, it's a very spicy uh, masala kind of a dish. So, mm-hmm. and some people have seen add also uh, add meat also to that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, people make uh, mutton chakori. Mm. That's also was typically an option. This breakfast, huh? Uh, this used to be uh, a breakfast item we used to have. So, uh, when I was young, breakfast was not always a uh, special dish that used to be made every day. It, mm-hmm. Breakfast is not an everyday option that we used to have. So, Sundays were always the time when we used to have breakfast regularly. Otherwise, we used to make lunch because we we used to go to school. We had to hurry to school, and that is what we have for breakfast and just rush to school. Mm-hmm. We never had that time to uh, spend so much time to make two three things in the morning to have as a breakfast and then pack it for lunch. So mm-hmm. breakfast was always a special thing that used to be made on holidays. And holidays are to always breakfast always used to be very grand. So you either have this. Um, Puri or Chakori and Chakori used to be very nice um, breakfast item to be had. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it always reminds me of my uh, grandmother. And because after after she passed away, I don't think we ever made uh, chakori. It takes time. I, and like You have to. Yeah, it takes time. time to make it. No. Yeah, it takes right. time to make it. Mm-hmm. And she used to make it with such ease. To oh, uh, the way she used to. Make it used to be very nice. Mm, mm, Okay. And one thing about food is, as and when you become uh, socially mobile, the kind of food that you eat uh, changes with the kind uh, with the with mobility, with social mobility. I think the kind of food that you have changes, uh, and that's what happened happened with us also. And now, typically, what we have for breakfast, uh, idli dosa, pesarattu mm, mm, mm. those were not the kind of things that we regularly had, uh, when we were kids. Mm, 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 mm. But do you think that happens because, like you said, the more soci- socially mobile you become, the more homogenized food also becomes, like your options sort of dwindle? So, the uh, also, like. Would you call Koshin Chakori like a traditional food? Like some, uh, something that is not made anymore, tried as often? No, I see uh, It's a tradi- uh, Koshin Chakori is a traditional food uh, variety and I think it also has a lot of influence owing to the uh, cultural background of this region. Hmm. Uh, I have not seen, seen it being made uh, elsewhere in other places and even now people do make uh, Koshin Chakori at home in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. so uh, but uh you cannot uh, walk into this restaurant or some different center and ask for it because oh. that is not a that is not something that is made in um, places like this so it's not uh you it's not available easily outside for you to uh, buy and have it but it is made at home and uh, it's pretty common mm. okay so i think it also has to do with the um, Uh, with the social mobility and class what what kind what kind of food gets to be served uh, and gets to become popular Uh, and until very recently we never had this uh, breakfast joints open up till like eight o'clock it was not common to have breakfast the city itself used to wake up at 11 o'clock yeah in Hyderabad in Hyderabad it is not unlike Chennai, which is like a very, um, what, colonial kind of thing or a Bangalore kind of thing. Everybody wants to eat breakfast at six o'clock. Mm. Hyderabad is not that kind of a place. Hyderabad is, places, is such a lazy, relaxed city. Nobody used to have breakfast options only. Mm, 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 mm. People didn't bother having breakfast. Breakfast was not, a, not something that people paid attention to so much. Whatever was mm. left over used to be had next day so that's why that is also one of the reasons i think i don't have too much to say about breakfast correct correct and in hyderabad because i i am i wouldn't be sure of this do people they have late breakfast or brunch is that mm. how it is uh earlier it used to be like that but now with a lot of uh, j- demographically also and and there has been also been a lot of migrant population the food culture also changes after point so mm. uh what we, uh, when I was young, uh, these small, small uh, tea shops start, uh, sort of started serving uh, breakfast. Mm. Like they used to be idli, they used to be upma mm. and sometimes bonda, mm. mostly. And also this kind of breakfast, having breakfast uh, in the morning, idli, dosa, uh, these kinds of options came with a lot of uh, uh, migrant I mean, a lot of andhra people coming and settling in hyderabad hmm mm-hmm. otherwise these kinds of things were not very commonly available for people to have q i mean is was the work culture different like people wouldn't start work until much later so they didn't uh-huh. people 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 wouldn't start work until much later also uh, i think breakfast is breakfast as a culture is a culture of excess isn't it mm-hmm. like you should have time and you should have resources to make it Correct. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so when it's a culture of excess, you le- look, uh, same thing like for, for, say, curd. Curd is not a very commonly available option mm. everywhere. Mm. So mm. curd is again a culture of excess. Mm. 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 When you have so excess milk food, and all, you not, make it into yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's not like a commonly available thing. So what you do? You'll have kani or you'll have uh, uh, last night's leftover food or you'll have puliora or mm. at the max you'll have ukma. Because mm poliora is never uh, if you are making poliora in the morning which means that there is uh, leftover, last rice. leftover rice correct, correct, it's not correct. like you're making rice exclusively to make breakfast yeah yeah so it, it because it takes a lot of special effort and early in the morning nobody used to bother about uh, making putting in so much effort as to what to eat in the morning and then uh, what to eat for lunch mm, so mm. that so that at uh, that thing itself of breakfast is very different in my head. Yeah. Actually breakfast became more and more uh, as and when I started growing up only breakfast became a uh, visible part. Otherwise it was not there as a distinct thing. Mm, 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 mm. So any last thoughts before we wind this up? I think I am really happy that we did this conversation about food and my nostalgic associations with food and remembering my grandmother and my love for her and her food okay so that was Hima Bindu uh, thank you Bindu thank you Naomi thank, thank you so much for having me thank you so much for coming again uh, it was nice talking to you and it was nice getting to know about uh, Hyderabadi pasta so to speak <laughs> but I guess what I, I think um, sort of I'm able to figure out from my talk with you is that uh, a lot of the food that we take for granted or at home uh, is something that we should actually give more attention to than what we can find easily out there because that's what everybody is eating but then if you don't focus on the things that you know say oh this was a special in our house those specials I think are what we should pay attention to um, so we can uh, think about them make them more eat them and let people know so thank you for that and if someone wants to follow Bindu on social media what are your handles I'm on Facebook and Instagram I'm uh, Himabindu Chintakunta. Right, you can follow me on Instagram and uh, Facebook and Twitter On Instagram I'm Nalme Ulme On Twitter I'm uh, I'm Nalme underscore Nach Thank you for joining me today I'll see you in another episode next week on a Monday Till then take care I'm your host Nalme Nachyar This is The Breaking Point Food, people, stories all in a pot. Bye Bye.